0: dear loving father in heaven thank you father for another opportunity for us to fellowship with you that we may know you we ask father grant us grace that as we study your word it will come alive to us may your spirit be upon all of us who are listening that through your spirit spiritual things will be discerned put your words in my mouth may i speak blessings and life to your children in jesus name i've prayed amen that i may know him january 17 the smitten rock behold i will stand before thee there upon the rock in horeb and thou shalt smite the rock And there shall come water out of it that the people may drink and Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel Exodus chapter 17 verse 6 from the smitten rock in Horeb first flowed the living stream that refreshed Israel in the desert during all their wanderings wherever the need existed They were supplied with water by a miracle of God's mercy. It was Christ by the power of his word that caused the refreshing stream to flow for Israel. They drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. He was the source of all temporal as well as spiritual blessings, Christ the true rock was with them in all their wanderings; they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them; they ran in the dry places like a river. Isaiah chapter forty-eight verse twenty-one, Psalm hundred and five verse forty-one. The smitten rock was a figure of Christ, and through this symbol, the most spiritual truths are taught. As the life-giving waters flowed from the smitten rock, so from Christ, smitten of God, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, the stream of salvation flows for a lost race. As the rock had been once smitten, so Christ was to be once offered to bear the sins of many, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Our Savior was not to be sacrificed a second time, and it is only necessary for those who seek the blessings of His grace to ask in the name of Jesus, pouring forth the heart's desire in penitential prayer. Such prayer will bring before the Lord of hosts the wounds of Jesus, and then will flow forth afresh the life-giving blood, symbolized by the flowing of the living water for Israel. The refreshing water, welling up in a parched and barren land, is an emblem of the divine grace which Christ alone can bestow, and which is as the living water purifying, refreshing, and invigorating the soul. He in whom Christ is abiding has within him a never-failing fountain of grace and strength. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Smitten Rock. Like Jesus said in the book of John 5, verse 39, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. We have been searching the scriptures and you know what it is to search in that I may know him, page 10, paragraph 2, it says there are many mysteries in the word of God that we do not comprehend, and many of us are Content to stop our investigation when we have just begun to receive a little knowledge concerning Christ. But the truth of God is infinite. With painstaking effort, we should work in the minds of truth, discovering the precious jewels that have been hidden. Jesus meant just what he said when he directed his disciples to search the scriptures searching means to compare scripture with scripture and spiritual things with spiritual we should not be satisfied with the superficial knowledge end of quote so let us now search and compare scripture with scripture for if we do this jesus said we'll come to one conclusion we will realize that the scriptures in Jesus' day which is what we call the old testament today testify of him And Jesus is the theme of the whole scriptures, both Old and New Testament. So, let us look at the smitten rock. The story of the smitten rock is something we see when the children of Israel had left Egypt and were on their way to Canaan. And in the wilderness, there was no water. Let's read the story in Exodus 17, verse 1, down to verse 7. It says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin. After their journeys, according to the commandments of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide you with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smoteest the river, taking thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink and moses did so in the sight of the elders of israel and he called the name of the place massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of israel and because they tempted the lord saying is the lord among us or not amen here is the story of the smitten rock and we need to go deep to understand the meaning some of us may say i already know what the rock is christ jesus yes but is that a saving knowledge or just an intellectual knowledge? We are not talking about intellectual knowledge when we are saying that I may know him. You may know, but do you have a saving knowledge? The knowledge that is referred to in First John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 that says, Whosoever hereby do we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth, his, keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him you may know what we're talking about but has that knowledge led you to really know God in keeping his commandments? So let us study together. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1 to 4 when Paul was speaking about this incident he made it clear what it meant. He said, Moreover brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all the same, did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ, Amen. Just like the ladder that came to Jacob as he lay in Bethel represented Jesus Christ. So also, this rock is a mystery. That was a mystic ladder. This rock was a mystery. Imagine a rock that followed them all through their journey in the wilderness. That's what Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 4. He says, and did all drink of that same spiritual rock, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them every time I read that is mind-boggling because the children of Israel did not stay in one place they moved from Rephidim to another place and to another and to another till they got to Canaan and it says that the source of water for them was this rock as far as the Israelites were in a barren land and wilderness there was only one source for to quench their thirst and it was the smitten rock following them all the way now we saw how God used the figure of a ladder to teach a particular lesson about Christ. The lamb teaches a lesson, the ladder teaches a lesson, different from each other. And the rock also teaches a different lesson. And let's be very clear, not just the rock, but the smitten rock teaches another lesson. So why did God use the figure of a smitten rock to provide water for the children of Israel? Why didn't he bring rain in the desert? He could have done that but he did not. He could have created a river for them there, but he did not. He rather gave them a rock and ensured that that rock followed them. That's a very hard way to provide water. I mean, it looks easier for you to just pour down water from heaven all the time and let them store in their bottles. But he used a rock and took the pains to see a miracle all the time that this rock will always follow them everywhere they go and whenever they needed water they will go to that rock you know there's a lesson that jesus god was trying to teach so let's see at different times before jesus crucifixion jesus had been teaching the people a lesson of what his mission on earth was he had taught them that he himself was the fountain of water or a well of water that will quench the thirst of those who drank from this fountain he had also taught them that those who drank his blood would have eternal life This teaching the Jews did not understand. But John the Beloved, you need to read the book of John combined, read all of them, you see something beautiful about John's book. John was very careful to take note of this teaching. In fact, he was the only one of all the Gospel writers who focused on Jesus' teaching on how he was the water and the blood. Two things water and blood. John 6, verse 53 to 56 is Jesus, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. Amen. So this is what I was saying that John recorded. This teaching, you don't find it in any other gospel. Jesus made it clear that he, if they drink his blood, they will have life. Then the one of water, John also recorded it. John 4 verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. This was Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman. He told her, Whoever drinks of the water that he will give shall never test, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life." So what was the lesson here? You know the people sinned by murmuring and distrusting God before God gave them that water. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6 to 10, Paul said, after he had just described the smiting of that rock representing Jesus, he said, Now, these things were our examples, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted neither be ye idolaters as were some of them and in verse 10 he then says neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer now one other time when they murmured was when they needed water that was a sin to murmur this sin is what led to the figure of the smiting rock god would have us learn our lesson that our sins is what has led to the smiting of jesus so also, it was, our sins. it was the sins and murmuring of the Jews that led to the bringing of that rock. God could have just let water to start coming out but he needed it to be smitten. And like we read in our devotion, Jesus was smitten of God. But why was he smitten of God for our sins? The smitten rock was a figure of Christ as the life-giving waters flowed from the smitten rock. So from Christ, smitten of God, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the stream of salvation flows for a lost race. We also saw that the rock was smitten only once. And when Moses, instead of speaking to the rock, smote the rock a second time, he was stopped from entering into Canaan. He was punished by God for it because that was wrong. That was sacrilege. He wasn't supposed to smite the rock a second time jesus was smitten once he died once for our sins and when he was smitten of god what happens to him blood flowed blood water flowed not just blood john 19 verse 31 to 37 john was very careful to record this like i was saying it was our sins that led to the smitten rock after jesus was brought down from the cross for our sins he was smitten and the blood and water flowed out John 19 verse 31 to 37 it says the Jews therefore because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day for the Sabbath for that Sabbath day was an high day besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record. That means this blood and water was very important. And that's why John is saying, He that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he said true, that ye might believe for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled a bone of him shall not be broken and again another scripture said they shall look on him whom they pierced amen why is john focusing on this blood and water and then trying to hold on to that point and say look i saw it i saw the blood i saw the water flow when he was pierced so that you might believe i know what i saw there is a reason why john was saying that John wrote in the book of 1 John 5 verse 7 and 8. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Now verse 8 he says, and there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. What a very mysterious text. What is John saying here? He wasn't writing just any prophecy that he did not understand. He was writing what he understood that there are three that bear record on this earth and he mentions the spirit the water and the blood the fact that john the beloved is the only one who bore record of jesus's teaching as the living water his teaching of giving his blood for the world to drink and will give them life and he's still the one that then recorded the water and blood that flowed from his side after he was pierced and still says that there are three that bear record on earth which is the spirit the water and the blood These facts is evidence that he was trying to connect these events and draw spiritual lessons from it he recorded jesus saying that His blood, if it is drunk, will give life. He recorded Jesus saying that he can give the living water that when you drink it, you will never test again. It is still he that recorded that blood and water flowed from the side of Jesus, and it's still he that recorded that there are three that bear record on the earth: the spirit and the water and the blood. Why is that so? It is because there's a teaching among the Jews. He was trying to convince the Jews that this is the Messiah the jews understood what the smitting rock meant they understood that whenever the messiah comes he will be smitten. and their literal smitting was his death on the cross but more than that you know the blood jesus said his blood must flow when jesus was on the cross we can hardly say there was much flowing of that blood that blood was abundant when jesus was pierced by the side don't allow your mind to think that it was just a small thing there was a lot of blood that flowed but water came out reading from a certain Dr. Lightfoot, he says this, that there is a reference to the rock in the wilderness which Moses smote twice and which according to the Jews, poured out blood at the first stroke. So the Jews believe that, is their belief, it's not written in the Bible, but they believe that when that rock was smitten, the, first of all, it poured out blood and later water came out now there is no reference in the word of god for this but the jews believe that and paul says that the rock was christ here john is saying that the soldier pierced the side of jesus and there came out water and blood john is therefore saying this is what dr lightfoot says john is therefore saying in what he assessed in the 35th and 36th verses wishes to call the attention of the Jews to this point in order to show them that Jesus was the true Messiah who was typified by the rock in the wilderness. He knoweth that he saith is true, that ye might believe. Amen. Jesus had talked much of his blood which he was going to give for the world and and when he was pierced, the rock was smitten. The piercing of Jesus' side is a smiting of that rock and his water came out and blood, the two things that Jesus was saying that he will give to the world. And when he gives it, you will never test again. Your sins will be washed away. The two figures came out, water and blood his water and his blood flowed for the justification and sanctification blood is used for justification but because through the blood of jesus we are justified and of course sanctified also but the figure of water is what god uses for the sanctification mostly when you read the book of ephesians we'll see more about it in tomorrow's devotion ephesians chapter 5 reading from verse 25 talks about how husbands are to love their wives and it talked about how Jesus died for the church that he might purify them with water by the washing of water that is sanctification so that's why I say water represents the sanctification that Jesus was going to do and blood the justification is Pierre creates a very large opening from this opening his blood flowed and as we know Jesus said the life of the flesh is in the blood leviticus 17 verse 10 11 12 down to 14 what does it tell us the life of the flesh is the blood and jesus gave his life he gave his blood that blood flowed on this earth and this is why we sing the song rock of ages cleft for me that is open for me let me hide myself in thee let the water and the blood." from thy riven side which flowed, be of sin the double cure. What is the double cure? Two things, water and blood. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. And in verse two, we usually sing, "Not the labor of my hands can fulfill Thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite? No, could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and Thou alone, Amen." That song, the first verse, is just a summary of this smitten rock, that when Christ was smitten and pierced by His side. It was a fulfillment, the real smiting of the rock in the wilderness wanderings of the children of Israel. Because when he was smitten, two things came out. The water and the blood. The double cure for sin. Typifying justification and sanctification. It's not enough for us to go to that rock once. We can go again and again and again to drink. The two times... If you go the first time, you don't need to smite it the second time. Water will still come out. It is only to ask, pray for forgiveness of sins and God will give it. The rock has been smitten once. Jesus died once for and for all, for all of us. And so also we are to realize it that we accept Jesus' death on the cross of Calvary and the blood and water that flowed from his side. Is for our justification and for our sanctification, the double cure for our sins. It is only by the smitten rock that atonement is made for our sins. Like we read in our devotion, that I may know him, page 23, paragraph 4. The smitten rock was a figure of Christ, and through this symbol, the most precious spiritual truths are taught. As the life-giving waters flowed from the smitten rock, so from Christ, smitten of God, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the stream of salvation flows for a lost race. As the rock had been once smitten, so Christ was to be once offered to bear the sins of many. Our Saviour was not to be sacrificed a second time, and it is only necessary for those who seek the blessings of his grace to ask in the name of Jesus, pouring forth the heart's desire in penitential prayer. Such prayer will bring before the Lord of hosts the wounds of Jesus and then will flow forth afresh the life-giving blood symbolized by the flowing of the living water for Israel. End of quote. Would you not come to Jesus today so that you can drink of that water and of that blood? Because as water flowed from the rock, blood flowed from Christ, but God made it clear that it was not just blood that flowed, water also flowed when he was pierced at his side. To make all of us believe that this is he, the Messiah, he is that smitten rock. It pleased the Lord to smite him so it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10, there we are told, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. My brothers and sisters, you may be wondering also the third thing, the spirit, the water, and the blood that testified. Yes, the spirit testified concerning Jesus when he was baptized. For everyone who was there, they beheld the spirit fall upon Jesus in the form of a dove. Literally, they saw it. It was like a dove and descended on him. And that was the testimony on earth and the two other testimonies the water and the blood that's what John says there are three that testify on earth that Jesus is the Messiah the Spirit and today we are looking at the water and the blood Jesus is our Savior our smitten rock and the lesson God wants us to learn is that we can come again and again to Jesus knowing that we can get water from him and that he will quench our thirst and more on that in our next devotion tomorrow to see how we our test is quenched what is the test how is it quenched what other waters exist where people can drink from you know there are many waters we are drinking today and just like we have many producers of water today many brands so also we have many brands of water today and many are drinking all kinds of brands of water but it's not satisfying them The only water that can satisfy is from the smitten rock. We look forward to the devotion tomorrow to have more information on that. But for today, let us rest in the knowledge, saving knowledge, that Jesus died for our sins and he is a figure of that rock. And we may go to him for blessings, to receive healing, be of sin the double cure, cleanse me from his guilt and power. Let us pray. Our Lord Jesus in heaven, we thank you for the lessons you have taught us today. Thank you, Father, for breaking down your words to us. Help us to have a saving knowledge of you. As we have seen the lesson of the smitting rock and our Lord Jesus smitting, and the blood and water flowed for the double cure for sin, Lord, apply this double cure to our lives as we believe in Jesus. Some of us are here now struggling with one sin or the other. Wondering is there hope for us. As we have learned of Jesus' double cure for sin in the water and the blood, Lord, cleanse us from the guilt and power of sin and help us to appropriate to ourselves the blessings afforded to us in the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he may not be smitten in vain for our sakes. Forgive us for our sins, for it is our sins that really smote him but as we have asked for forgiveness we also pray apply the double cure justify us O lord sanctify us with your word sanctify us cleanse us with that water and i pray father that we may be made whole in jesus name i've prayed amen This message was brought to you by the Angel with a Strong Voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org, that is www.tawasv.org, or contact info at tawas.org.